1: So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup.
0: Hello, you are listening to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly audio show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and I'll be here each and every Friday for the Blue Monday preview show with a special guests to get their inside view on next opponents for Ipswich Town. Ladies and gentlemen, representing Wolverhampton Wanderers amongst the smuggest supporters in the whole of Europe at the moment now and the Wolves fan cast Mr. Luke Thompson. Luke, how are you doing? Have you finished your Christmas shopping?
3: I have not, but I must say that is some intro, that is.
0: Did you I like how I did it all in one breath as well?
3: That is a that is, that is man You can tell you don't smoke.
0: I, but... do, I, do, I, I, I quit about, I don't know, it must be about 10 years now. Christ.
3: And you're better for it. I can tell. To be I fair,
0: I'm, I'm reading it off my laptop.
3: Well, but no, <laughs> some intro, you know, I've... I don't get an intro that good on the podcast I do for the Wolves. Well, well you should. I'm going to have to have a word.
0: <laughs> you should do, frankly. Um, <laughs> let's just go to your Wolves-supporting roots. Um, what's your What's your vintage, and can you remember your first game?
3: My first game was in 1996. Uh, played Grimsby Town at home.
0: Graham Taylor?
3: Gra- yes, Graham yeah. Taylor. Uh, we won 4-1. And Steve Bull scored five? Yeah, Steve Ball got a double hat-trick. Uh, and, and saved <laughs> all, three <all> penalties. headers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, saved three penalties. It was an amazing game. And I always remember, um, I know it's it's slightly against the law, but my uncle let me have a bet on the game. And I backed Tony Daly, first goal scorer.
0: Because oh, Graham Taylor would have had Tony Daly at Aston Villa. hmm, mm-hmm. And brought him back. Amazing. And would that have been... So they gave Graham Taylor a load of money, and he had Bull Goodman and Roberts up front, just like the most marauding rampage in front three ever. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That was some front line. That was that was some front line. But typical Wolves, always letting us down.
0: In in the playoffs, normally,
3: or just missing out by like a goal,
0: <laughs> having been in, like, in it,
3: or just by the by the cruelest of margins,
0: having been twenty points clear in. I don't know, February, or February I nearly got in a fight outside Wolves Stadium once. So I was only a young kid as well. And Ipswich just lost one nil. And Kevin Muscat, who I hated, I think everyone hated Kevin, he like scored a ridiculous thirty yarder in the ninety first minute, smashed it in. I remember it being massively loud in there. And we walked out and there's the one thing worse than a bad loser is a bad winner. This bloke walks by, and you know when someone speaks deliberately loud because they want they want you to hear, he went, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you lot aren't all that. You won't go up this season. And I was just a little kid and I quipped back. Oh well, we'll both stay down, at least it didn't cost us thirty million. And he wanted to fight me.
3: <laughs> and how old are you at the time? About four? And this gentleman <laughs> I, was about thirty seven.
0: Well, if it was Musket, it would have been ninety eight. I guess I would have been sixteen, I think.
3: Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, he he wanted to oh, fight I'm me. Sorry.
3: And we missed out on the playoffs that season by three points. Oh,
0: Ouch! There we go. Um,
3: I right, missed out on automatic promotion by a point.
0: Oh, I don't. Well, that's not going to happen this season. <laughs> but we'll get to, we'll get to that, won't we? Um, so let's go back to last season. We normally do the the, the two games. Um, you're, you're probably thinking, what what the hell am I going to talk about for two nil nil draws? So let's go back a little bit further to July the twenty first, because I feel this is important. When Chinese conglomerate group Fosun International purchased Wolverhampton from the parent club. For a reported 45 million. Out goes 100 point scoring Kenny Jackett. And in comes comedy goalkeeping um, <laughs> Italian manager Walter Zenga. But um, in comes several players, including Helda Costa, mm-hmm. Ivan Cavaliero, and Roman Seiss. I must admit, on our podcast, we were taking the mick. We were like, oh, this is going to be a disaster at this yeah, point. What, yeah. were your, what were your thoughts when Zenga came in and signed these players who you presumably thought weren't going to be that great?
3: Um, oh, It was just an amazing time to be a Wolves fan. You know, the way I looked at it was it could be good, it could be bad. Who knows? Nobody can predict the future. So just strap yourself in and enjoy the ride, whatever it may be. I mean, Walter Zenger sold me a dream. He sold many a fan a dream. You know, coming in and he's added us superstars looking suave, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Beating his chest after after an away win, and was like, "This is the man. Forget his record. Forget his previous record. <laughs> you know, eighteen is jobs in ten years. Or something. Yeah, I mean that, that means nothing. <laughs> this is the guy, and he, he did. He sold a lot of fans the dream. Um, but like you said, he is, he is a bit of a comedy act, isn't he? Uh, it, Which isn't good.
0: It it didn't go well, did it? But obviously, some good came out of it. Um, if you can remember, so the first game was 0-0 um, August 16th, um, so Fosun had barely got their seat, their feet under the table then. What I remember of this game was John Daddy budvarson um, it's a pretty good penalty actually, but Bielkowski saves it to his right and a controversially oh. disallowed goal from Daryl Murphy. Any memories of this game and moreover the kind of start that that Zenga made in sort of August September.
3: Um, I mean, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Switch fans, but it's not a game that's going to live long in the memory.
1: <laughs> Neither game not.
3: that season were. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the games at the morning you between the both of us, are pretty dreary. Nil nils, one ones, one nils. So yeah, obviously, you know the penalty miss, um, new signing. You're thinking, yes, come on, make yourself a bit of a hero but instead he decided to make himself a bit of a zero. And again, it's, it's just one of those board draws, but you know, sort of the bigger picture from a Wolves point of view. Um, it, it, it was, it was, it was just felt like a surreal time to be a Wolves fan. You know, we was getting these players in that, you know, none of us could sit there and say, oh yeah, we've heard of this player before. He's going to be amazing. Um, but, but when you're seeing them, it was like, "Oh my god, these players are actually half decent." What is going on?
0: So just start sort of me up, are... Luke. So Cavaliero yeah. actually signed. I think Costa was yes. alone, I'm but alone. then did, yeah. did 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 he sign properly in January or?
3: Yeah, yeah, signed so properly in January for thirteen million. I think
0: it was. Oh my god, thirteen yeah. million! Which and, must have been your transfer record by it was. a mile. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah by a substantial amount and we're just thinking why are we spending like Cavalero in the summer reported 7 mil it's like why are we spending 7 million on players from Monaco that have played in the Champions League <laughs> <laughs> what is going on this isn't Wolves we spend play, We spend big money on players who have been very average in the Premier League and then they come to Wolves and they do absolutely crap yeah Dar- but,
0: Derby yeah
3: yeah pretty much Yeah, pretty much that was us in the 90s just throw money uh, average crap.
0: And um, we always say this, we say on our pod that Derby are the Wolves of the 90s and it's always declining players as well. It's it's people mm. who were really good in for a team, went to the Premier League, played five years, did okay and then they're kind of coming back down. But people like Helda Costa and Cavaliero and Saiz are obviously on the upward trajectory. But someone who was not on an upward trajectory was Walter Zenga, who lasts 87 days. <laughs> And is fired on October the twenty fifth, and then dun dun dun, um, ex Norwich boss Paul Lambert comes mm-hmm. in. So yep. after all the Adidas glitz and glamour of Zenga, uh, a Dowie Scott's ex Norwich manager. What were your thoughts when that one came in?
3: I wasn't over the moon. You know, I wouldn't have sat there and thought, yes, okay, we need a new manager. Let's go and get Paul Lambert. <laughs> you know, I don't think any fan would have. But it was what it was. He got hired. Again, he saw me a dream. I'm, I'm, I'm quite gullible. You know, I'd watch his interviews. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, he's going to care about this club. He's going to take us places. Um, he did well at Norwich. So that's what we held on to. He did well at Norwich. Never mind that he did absolutely terrible at Villa. And, you know, we'd excuse Blackburn because it's Blackburn and they were yeah, yeah, yeah. on a free fall anyway. So, yeah, but then we started to see the football that he was producing and it was like, oh, my God.
0: So the two teams <laughs> meet again with Wolves having lost six on the trot and 21st, one point off the relegation zone. Unfortunately, Lucas, another nil-nil draw. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, at least they get to see Costa play. He was on the bench. Um, straight yeah. after that game, Wolves win five on the trot to move themselves clear of the bottom three. Um any memories of the second game, and were you worried at that point? Because obviously, that was the game. If you look, I just looked at the um, statistics. It's lost, 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 lost. Draw against Ipswich. Win, 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 win. So basically, yeah. you've got Ipswich to thank for not getting relegated.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you, Tractor Boys. <laughs> were you, were you um,
0: actually worried that you were going to carry on down into the bottom three?
3: Um, in the, I think it was in the back of your mind, um, but. You know, I I did feel quite confident that we we had enough about us to stay up. Um, So uh, there'd be slight conversation.
0: Oh, you're back, Luke. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah. yeah, Sorry, sorry. No, I just had a phone call. Somebody was (laughs) trying to call and it's interrupted the Skype call. No problem. Um,
0: You were just in the middle of telling me whether relegation worries were actually going to come true.
3: No, I don't think they ever was. it was just a case of let's just write this season off now you know it's, it's it's a waste we've wasted a season you know we've got a plan we've got a project but we we're, we're going to be a year behind because this season is just a complete write off let's just get get these 46 games out of the way and then fingers crossed we'll get rid of lambert and then we can build next next season that was that was the main sort of thinking of of Wolves fans last
0: season. Okay. So the fingers were crossed. And uh, so Wolves finished in 15th spot, one place above Ipswich. And on the 30th of May, Paul Lambert and a load of his backroom staff, including the already (laughs) mentioned Tony Daly, were fired by uh, Fosun International. In comes another goalie, 43-year-old former Valencia and Porto manager, Nuno Espirito Santo. And the influence of Portuguese super agent George Mendes grows at the club. Talk to me about Nuno, what you knew about when he arrived. But more importantly, about Mendes, who apparently even in the first place recommended to Fosun that they bought Wolves. And has obviously since um, managed to get a lot of his clients to sign.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, Mendes is, is for me, is a god. He's bringing in players that... We would never see down the the Molyneux without his influence. Now, a lot of people, especially last season, were quite sceptical about Mendes and, and thought, is he going to ruin the club? Is he going to be in it for his own gain? Which, to a degree, yes, he is. But his players still need to be successful.
0: So, um, the, so the idea yeah. is. Sorry to interrupt, Luke. So the idea is that Mendes says to a young Portuguese player, "Well, in the mm-hmm. end, you want to get to England and you want to get to the Premier League because that's where you're going to make the most money." Um, yeah. And they, he then offers them Wolves and says, "Right, you can go to this place here where you will be the best player and you'll play every week, and then in the end, either you'll sign a good deal with them and they'll get to the Premier League, or." Someone else will will come and t- and you've got your you've got your foot in the door in England. Is that the strategy? Yeah,
3: yeah, that's what it seems like. So, you know, we sign Cavalero seven mil. He plays for Wolves. He plays really well, so his stock is high. Um, hopefully, we'll be in the Premier League next season. So he will be playing in in front of like the cameras and stuff week in week out. Um, and his value will triple. So, George Mendes makes more money, but then so do Wolves. So, I, I don't see it as, as a negative. I see it as, as a positive. These players are going to sign for Wolves, leave Wolves, but will make money from their sales, which is how football works.
0: So, as long as you win you on know, the pitch, every, everybody wins, don't they?
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. We, we, you know, the fans are happy. You know, we'll be playing a level above what we've ever played before. Uncle George will be happy because he'll be making some money off his players. His players will be happy because they'll be playing in a winning team. Then they'll be going off to earn more money than what we can offer them. Um, You know, who who buys players now outside the top four or six and keeps them for 10 plus years? Yeah, that's a, you know, football's a business? Uh, uh, you know, a team like uh, Bournemouth, for example... We'll buy a player from abroad for, say, 10000000 million. He'll play well for Bournemouth. Then what will happen? Chelsea will come in and buy him for £30 million. Look at Leicester with Kante, for example. So I think if you're outside the top six, I think that's just the reality of football now.
0: Sure, sure. And what about actually um, Nuno himself? Because obviously Zenger was... Um you know like you say a bit of a comedy character Lambert was well he did brilliant for Norwich and if he does the same for us that would be great but um obviously Porto is like this kind of I don't know they just churn out the managers and players they win the league pretty much every year don't they and you, you see the the names that have kind of gone through there obviously that was a bit of a kind of I don't know red pill moment right this is this is serious now. They've just taken a guy out of the the Champions League to manage you, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And and it was when when we hired Nuno, it was okay. This is serious now, and many people laugh. You know, I'd say this in pre-season, and many people would laugh at me. You know, this shows where Folsom want Wolves to be, and it shows that it's a. It's it's a good possibility that like it's going to happen. I, Nuno's not going to leave a Champions League team to come and manage a team that's going to yo-yo between the Championship and the Premier League.
0: But it's the same the same thing we said about Mendes' players. It's like, right, mm-hmm. you go to Wolves, you score 90-plus points um, playing lovely football. Um, uh-huh. He was linked with the Everton job already, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, that, I mean, that was never going to happen. I mean, no dis- I mean Everton are a fantastic club, a big club, bigger than Wolves. Um, but, I mean, obviously I might be a bit biased, but I believe we've got a bit more potential than Everton at the moment. And once we're in the Premier League, are Everton going to be that far in front of us? I don't believe so. So I think, and I think it would be um, a lot better for Nuno if he could take Wolves into the Premier League and cement us around that 10th position spot than if he was to do the same at Everton. Because if he did that at Everton, he'd be seen as a failure. Whereas if he does at Wolves, he'd be seen as a tactical genius.
0: Mm, very good, very good. Um, so, as well as Nuno, in come in, on loan, Boley, Bonatini, Vinagre, and Dai, and Jota, on free transfers um, from Norwich, Bennett and Ruddy, for fees, um, Douglas, Miranda, and 20-year-old Portuguese international Ruben Neves, so a lot of money on Neves and high wages yes. for loan players. This seems to be the yes. the, uh-huh. the strategy, yes?
3: Yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, Neves, is just a joy to watch. Honestly, he's the best player that has probably ever graced this division. He's fantastic. And uh, he's Champions League quality. He really is Champions League quality. So, again, it's... From a Wolves point of view, it's just enjoy the ride. You know, we're, we're getting to see these players week in, week out. We should consider ourselves very lucky because if you would have said five years ago, these are the sort of players you're going to be having down at the Wolves, you you would have laughed.
0: An interesting Luke to see the loan strategy because we saw Newcastle, um, as Mick McCarthy would say, just Hoover up. and know mm-hmm. Matt Ritchie. White Gale, uh, Grant Hanley, just Championship ready players, and then Villa tried to do the same: um, Lansbury, Hurrahan, Codger, Hogan. Um, but this yeah. is a. I mean, I'm sure Willie Bolly is very handsomely paid, but obviously you can give him back if you don't get, um, if you don't get promoted. I, I assume yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the thinking, and. Um, If you actually look at some of them, um, Bonatini particularly, um, came from Qatar or Abu Dhabi or something? Yeah,
3: yeah. Al Halley, I believe it was. Uh, But I I think it's a bit more low risk than what Derby have tried over the last three or four years, what Villa tried last season. Newcastle gambled, well, say Newcastle gambled, they sold a lot as well, didn't they?
0: And they had an outstandingly good manager as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. So... I think if we use Villa and Derbys as the the examples, they've gambled and it hasn't paid off. Whereas we're gambling, but I think a a bit more low risk with the loans. Which sounds ridiculous to say because we spent 15 million on Neves, 13 million on Costa and 7 million on Cavalero. I understand that sounds ridiculous. But, you know, to get six, seven, eight players in of that calibre I think using the loan is very important, especially if the gamble doesn't pay off.
0: Because yeah, sure. And there's the financial the fair play, if that actually yeah, means yeah. anything. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So I'm happy with the strategy. Um, the way the loans are set up as well, we've got first option on them. So they actually work in our favour.
0: And are they all Mendez guys? Uh, Boli, Bonatini, Vinagre and Di Jota?
3: I believe so. I believe they're all from his stable, yes. Wow. Um, Neves as well. It's and and that's why people think that Mendes is a negative influence, but and he may be long term, but for the here and now, he's absolutely positive. And if we, you know, he's going to use us to his advantage, but we just need to ensure that as a club, we use him to our advantage just as well.
0: I guess looking in from the outside, I wouldn't use the word negative influence. I guess it's the amount of power he's got in, in Wolves Destiny. Yeah. Do you know what i yeah. I think that's probably the way yeah. the way people people look at it. But he has that um I remember hearing a hearing a podcast and there's about three or four of these guys, um and they've literally got all of the, these super agents, they've literally got all of the top managers and all of the top players and they're basically yeah trade them all around every summer and make million, millions and millions of yeah. euros out of it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think that's the way it is now and it's a shame because, you know, we all would probably prefer football in its purest form where, you know, anyone could win the top division like it was in the 60s and the 70s and whatever but the reality is money talks there, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and there's too, there's much, too much self-interest, isn't it? You'd,
3: yeah, yeah, there is. The, there the is.
0: only way you, you, you get that is you see how the Americans do it where you it's all linked back to the education system, and they come through, play for their colleges, and then you have a draft, and people. Yeah, have to, that's and but who that's that's Turkey's voting for Christmas, isn't it? If you're Man United,
3: yeah, yeah, of course it isn't. I mean, on the flip side, I mean, it would be nice if all our teams held players that had come through the ranks of eight, nine, ten years of age in our academies, then started playing for us. But the money is is that much in football now that it's it's just not possible if you want to sort of push on into into the top half of the Premier League.
0: And I bet if you're Sky TV and you put, I don't know, West Brom on telly, you get one rating and you put Manchester City on and you get, you know, yeah. I, I don't know, exponentially yeah. <laughs> five times more people watching. So, yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, sorry, go ahead, Luke.
3: Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say, so, sort of, obviously, you're an outsider to Wolves. What what are your thoughts, or what are the thoughts of sort of the non-wolf supporting so football fans?
0: Um, obviously, I thought it was quite amusing at first when it was mm. when we're talking going back two seasons and Zenga comes, and you see some of these ones, you know, like how Birmingham's been mismanaged or how Man City was yeah. originally. So, um, and then uh, until I saw them play, I was at Hillsborough um, last week. Until I saw them play, I didn't I didn't really have an idea of. Um, what was going on? You see, you see the points yeah. get totted up and up and up. Um, I, I don't know. I suppose you're a, you're a little bit jealous, but then if George Mendes came along to Ipswich and <laughs> Ruben Neves was playing in centre midfielders for us, <laughs> I, I'd be I'd be like, you know, well, hey, I mean, it's so interesting because listening to your podcast the the last couple of weeks that we're talking about McCarthy signing a new contract and Evans giving him a million. You're talking about teams turning up and playing 10 behind the ball and, you know, fans complaining that you only scored one in the win against Sheffield Wednesday. It's how the, um, how the expectations switch. But I I, I guess you must come across a lot of, a lot of jealous supporters, right?
3: Yeah. And uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, I've sat there myself and thought oh look at Chelsea they've brought the league but deep down you'd all love to win the league whether it be by a squad of 25 local lads who've all come through the academy or 25 £15 million plus signings we all want our team to be the best in the land do not we
0: and I think it's because like if you're a Wolves fan obviously you've showed up three years ago when they're down two divisions in League one, and if it happened yeah. to Ipswich, I'd be like, Well, we just seen 16 years in the championship, so so no, yeah. no, we deserve it. So, I guess, I guess it would only be the fact that Wolves, when they go up, are probably gonna attract a whole load of um new fans, and they'll they'll always be that you even get it at Manchester City, still don't you? Where you get the old school guys who are like, oh, I kind of preferred it how it was, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, beforehand yeah. because they don't like all the all the Johnny come latelys, but.
3: Yeah, yeah, but again, as you know, I suppose it's it splits football fans. But that's that's it's the, the reality of football nowadays, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't.
3: You know, it's, it's not your average man who works in a factory Monday to Friday and then goes down the football on a Saturday. it, it is more, it, it's it's a business more than football now. It seems, and like it or love it. That's just way it is. Well, so. it's
0: entirely predicated on someone um, giving Sky 70 quid a month for their internet, phone, and um, uh, football TV subscription. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. know what I mean? That's, what it, that's the most important thing, is that people pay the Sky subscriptions and then Sky and yeah. PT sling 4 billion in at the top level, and then it kind it's, of drips down from there.
3: It's hilarious, though, isn't it? Cause, you know, you'll see people on social media or at work and like, oh, I hate like the way football's going
0: now. You know, it's like in the
3: game. Yeah. And then in the next breath, it's like, you know what, I can't wait to watch the football tonight. It's like, it's a Champions League on tonight. Yeah. I and can't by wait to the way, and watch my,
0: my fibre octip sky is not working properly. I'd like to, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to complain. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. Um, so, it, listen, it take- obviously, the first half of the season's been. Ridiculous for you. Do you know what? In our first podcast of the season, I remember you beat Middlesbrough, and I said to Dave, my podcast partner, I said, God, imagine they just went right through now. And, you know, <laughs> and we both laughed and went, Nah, it's Wolves. That won't happen. So yeah. 51 points from 22 games, 2.31 points per game, projects 106 points for the season. Can you explain what Nuno has done? And can you talk about a few standout games and standout players, especially. I've got here Doherty, Neves and Bolly.
3: Uh standout games. Middlesbrough, opening day of the season, you know, just come down, you expect them to um go back up. And you know, to beat them, keep a clean sheet, um, be the better team as well.
0: Oh, well, and they sorry to interrupt Luke, they had the opposite transfer strategy to you guys without the they went for the proven uh Longa longer and people like that, didn't they? And you know Yeah, yeah.
3: So, they've basically done what Wolves done in the 90s. Pretty much, you know, spending money on players who have been half-decent or had one half-decent season. And then, um, looks like they're going to fall on on the bums. Um, You're beating Villa at home as well. Massive. Uh, Again, another team who you expect to be up there. Keeping a clean sheet. Being the better team by far as well. Just how comfortable... We've been in some games. They're the games that have impressed me uh, more so than the games where we scored four and five. The standout players, I mean, Jota, what a player. His he, he's, he form's, I wouldn't say his form's dipped, but you can see that he's sort of not at the same level he was, say, six weeks ago. Um, Neves, again, for me, best player of Sinder the Wolves. Best player who has possibly played in the division. Bolly at the back. But one, well, I'll, I'll give two mentions to players who played last season. Uh, Matt Doherty at right back. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What a player. And I, I used to dislike Matt Doherty, but he's made me eat my own words. He's absolutely fantastic. He's, I wouldn't even say seven out of ten every week. He's eight and a half, nine out of ten every week. And Conor Cody, who slipped in at sweeper, used to... Well, came to us as a central midfielder from Huddersfield. Um was sort of shoehorned in at right back last season. And as a sweeper, there's not many English defenders who are as consistent as him at the moment. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and I, like I said, I was at the Sheffield Wednesday game. So I can totally back you up on, on Doherty, who was... You know, when you see a player and they're just super confident, do you know what I mean? They're just yeah. really, really on it. And he, he got up and down. And obviously it helps that he can give a bad pass to Neves and knows he's going to control it. And he can make a run down the line and he knows he's going to get it. And he also knows that Cavaliero in front of him is going to cause havoc and create more space for him. So it's all it all works into it. But I thought, I thought he yeah. was great. And Cody was, um, it's very interesting because you look at the background of the players and you expect uh, bolly to be in the middle kind of directing everything but bolly yeah, was yeah. slightly out to the left he i'm i'm trying to think of a comparison of um a player in how, how old is bolly by the way
3: oh i don't know i don't know is, is
0: he, he getting on I in years
3: i don't believe he is i want to say mid-20s.
0: Well, he was, he was taking the piss in that game. He was, uh, well, do, do you know what I mean? He, he like had a cigar on virtually and I always find it interesting when because I was sat in with a Sheffield Wednesday fans I always find it interesting when fans get fed up with a guy and they're going oh, that guy's so lucky he keeps just nicking the ball and just falling <laughs> and I didn't want to out myself like as an Ipswich fan or a non-Wednesday fan but I wanted to just say that's that's not luck when when yeah. when John Walk used to appear in the penalty box and it just used to suddenly land on his head every time that it it was that, it was never luck and i think I think Bolly's got that, hasn't he
3: I've, yeah definitely, I mean again with Bolly, you can see he's a champions league player, football's all about levels we've got a few players and I don't want to come across as a really arrogant twat, but we've got a few players who are levels above anything else in the league, and that's why. He, It can look easy for them at times. Absolutely. Um, Like, on on the podcast last night, I compared him to, at school, remember when you went into year seven, and in year six, he was one of the best kids at football, in the playground. You go into year seven, you think it's going to be the same. So you think, come on, we'll play against the year 10s, or the year 11s. I'm a good footballer, I can do it. But then they just take the piss out of you.
0: Well, and he is, he must be six feet, Three or something like that, and he is yeah, physically yeah. massive and age twenty six God, where did I think he was one meter ninety one tall and twenty six years old yeah he's yeah he
3: a he is a beast, he's a beast, and he
0: cost you well, quite the transfer uh, fee wouldn't he
3: <laughs> as as well for for a big guy, he's very good on the ball, you know he's, he's got great composure um i I don't think I've ever seen him hoofy.
0: Is he stoned, though, when he's playing? He looks like he's he's like he do, he smoked does. about three yeah. joints and he's just as chilled out as he could possibly be. It's,
3: it's weird. You know, he's on the pitch and it's like, it looks like at times he shows no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely no emotion whatsoever. It's just, he's it's, 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 it's just coasting. That's what it looks like. It looks like he's coasting. But again, we're very, very fortunate to have him. Yes, yeah, so really
0: I'm sure his weekly wage is probably worth having, isn't it? Um, right, so can you give me a possible starting eleven for Saturday? And just tell um, our ourwich fans listening about this lovely kind of 3-4-3 three, three where not only do you have two wingbacks, you pretty much have two wingers yeah. as well. So um, anyway, a, a kind of starting eleven that you might expect on Saturday.
3: Um, I think it, it's going to be unchanged from the last... Well, I'll say unchanged from the last three or four. I know Vidal Gray came in for Douglas, uh, but depending on Douglas's injury status, I think it's going to be pretty similar to what we've been seeing over over recent weeks. So we'll have—I'm sure—he'll get a warm reception from your fans, John Ruddy in Goal.
0: He's a good keeper, and he's a bit—he's he? he's a bit—he bit was a bit of he a, he a knob good. in the last local derby. It's like Norwich scored, and you think, okay, great, but he's like. His celebration was rather directed towards us, <laughs> ra- rather than his own. So, basically, a basic keeper. Isn't
3: yeah, he is, he is a good keeper. You know, he is a good keeper. Um, and then the back three, Bennett, Cody and Bolly. Again, very solid. Bennett, for me, when we signed Bennett, I thought, well, what's his signing all about? I didn't quite get the Bennett signing. But now I've seen him play, I get it. Because he's actually, you know, probably not going to go down very well on your podcast, but he, he's actually a good defender. You know, he's nothing flash, but he just does his job and he does his job well.
0: That's championship, um, isn't it, Luke? That's, yeah, you
3: know. yeah. And I, uh, with, you know, with all the Portuguese razzmatazz, you need that championship stability as well, Absolutely. don't you? You need a, you need a good mix. Uh, Cody and Bolly, you know, they've had a fantastic season. Uh, again, wing-backs, depending on Douglas's injury status, I'd imagine him to come back in if he's fit, uh, with Doherty on the opposite flank. Saison Neves in the middle, ball retention from them too is just absolutely ridiculous. I'd imagine both to come off the pitch with a pass completion of eighty-eight, ninety percent. Both of them, it's ridiculous. Uh, and then Cavalera, Bonatini, and Jotter up front.
0: So Costa doesn't get in the team anymore.
3: No, no, he's he's not started this season. He he was injured, uh, which kept him at the team for a while, and he's been having a few. 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Um, but a part of me is thinking, does Jota need a bit of a rest? But then Costas, when Costas came on, he's not really done anything to warrant a start.
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. at participating restaurant's 18+, plus. serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process.
3: So. So, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think the team will be same as what started V Sheffield Wednesday, but a Douglas may come in for the night, agree. Oh,
0: Very good, very good. Um, so looking at it from an Ipswich fan's point of view um, and having seen the game against uh, Sheffield Wednesday, I'd be interested because I thought that Sheffield Wednesday missed an absolute trick. They So they had Rhodes up front on his own and then Hooper's kind of Ambling around behind him, and Reach is ambling around behind as well. And I sat there the whole game thinking, how can Chevy Wednesday not see that um, there's basically two free centre halves who are pretty good on the ball, feeding the the two wing backs the whole the whole game. Yeah. Um, and I I couldn't understand how they didn't address that kind of overload because then Wolves kind of pushed up with the the three at the back and looking at it as an away supporter, the, surely the only possible way to to get around the Wolves in a 3-4-3 three, three is that there's only Saiz and uh, Neves in the middle. If you can kind of get, if you're playing a 4-2-3-1, kind of get three midfielders around Neves and Saiz, you could stop that and then push on at the front. Has anybody tried to do that? Because as, as far as I'm aware, Sunderland didn't press. They just um, stood off and, and gave the three man and, Got a nil-nil draw.
3: Yeah, and uh, I think mentally we're crippling teams at the moment because I think they're playing us and their mentality is not to commit because they're scared of being hit on the counter. So I think that's why, you know, I think if Sheffield Wednesday would have committed a bit more, that could have hurt us. But I think their mentality was, shit. You know, these are really good on the break. So do we go or... Do we sit and, 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 and try and keep it tight? Um, Bristol City came to us and went for it. And they got a 3 or draw. So, make of that what you will.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a bit terrifying because if, if you look at it, you've got all these skillful players. And, like, I I just can't... We went to Derby and we actually won, scored... You
3: yeah, 4-2 that game?
0: No, no, no. That was the Forest game um, after that. Uh, Away at Derby, we scored a header from a corner after four minutes and defended the rest of the game. Mm. But Derby is so different to Wolves. They've got Tom Huddleston swanning around at about one mile an hour. And they're quite... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They haven't got two wing backs marauding forward, two dribbling wide players and two centre midfielders both who can play. It was like... Well, yeah. okay, Huddleston, you stand there and play a 60-yard ball and we'll just header it away. Do you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was, um, yeah. you could keep your team shape. It, yeah, I, I can see how they're crippling people mentally um, and I can see how they've constantly got a spare man if people if people kind of sit off and how Doherty and Douglas or Vinagre can pretty much just go, okay, I'm not going to do much defending today. <laughs> I'm just pretty much playing, yeah. playing midfield the whole game. I mean... Bristol City are pretty good. They beat us at beat us at our gaff. I mean, we have got goals in us. Um, Waghorn um, is a good finisher. If McGoldrick comes back, he's good on the ball. And um, Garner, even though your centre halves are great, Garner gives everyone trouble because he's just horrible. Yeah, to play yeah, against. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. You just you just worry about um, <laughs> pushing on, and then you remember who Ipswich's manager <laughs> is, and you think, right, we really gonna go away to top of the league, but the way our month has gone, we got home games against Forest, which we won. Um, We won at home, forgive me, against Reading last week. And it's kind of like, it doesn't matter if we lose to Wolves, because we've got QPR at home. We'll still accumulate enough points in the month if we beat QPR. Uh, I think a lot of the fans think, go on, just just have a go. If you lose 4-1, so be it. You know, still beat QPR, everything's all right. But, that doesn't take into account how much Mick would love to just stink the place up and draw nil-nil.
3: Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's what his game plan, plan was. Um, I mean, what are you like offset pieces?
0: Oh, really good, actually. Um, Waghorn's so, yeah, yeah. got really good delivery. Garner's good, and obviously Webster and Chambers, the other centre-halves, are very tall.
3: I mean, so, I mean it may be that Mick looks at. Let's keep it nice and tight.
0: Oh, zonal marking, yes.
3: Try and um, get the fans sort of frustrated, and let's see if we can nick something off a set piece.
0: Yeah, because you do you do the old zonal marking, don't you? Which so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anyone do that in the championship forever.
3: Yeah, we struggled at first. We're getting better as it now, but we did struggle with it at the beginning of the season. Um, but I, I can see that being your game. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to no, absolutely to not. not no, yeah. in anyway. um, but I, I personally think that would be your best tactic, especially with it being a home game for, for us. Um, and and sell
0: out now as well, Luke, as well. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um a lot of Wolves fans want teams to come to the Molyneux and attack us. But for I think that's suicide. If you if we're away, then alright, fair enough. But I think coming to, to our place, I think it is suicide. But you know, that's War so they want us to win every game 5-0. So, I mean, for me, if I was sort of looking at it from an Ipswich point of view, I think I would be looking at frustrating because we've shown in um, the last three games that teams who want to sit back, we we haven't sort of opened them up that freely. You know, we beat Sheffield Wednesday 1-0. Sunderland came with a plan. We couldn't break them down. Uh, Birmingham had a bit of a plan to try and cycle pressure, even though they was at home. And we only beat them one nil. Mm-hmm. So, so I think if you put on set pieces. I think that, you know, again, not trying to be disrespectful, but I think that might is going to be your best, your best outlet. And if you could get an, an early goal off a, a corner, like you did the way at Derby in the first four minutes, who knows?
0: Mm, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting what you say um, against Cardiff away and against Derby away. He played four one four one. So basically. Um, a flat midfield four and uh, skews our holding midfield, it just sat in front of the back four. So there's yeah. a, there's a possibility that might happen if you see the team sheet go in, and we have the interesting one will be we've got a, a guy Selena on loan from Man City, who's really skillful, really um, really talented player, but he got absolutely ripped up by Reddin, had a Luco and Gunter last week, and obviously most Wolves fans would consider them inferior to Cavaliero and and Doherty. So if you see Freddie Sears playing on the left and Grant Ward playing on the right, you know he's going to sit and he's going to have a full-back with a a covering player right in front of him. Um, It'll be very, very interesting. How do you you see it playing out? Is there any possible chance that you can mess this up?
3: I think there is. You know, we're going to lose games this season. And a lot of the times, it's the games that you don't expect to lose. Again, not trying to be disrespectful, but, uh, you know, it could be a coup and buster. It it really could. I mean, looking at the last um, five or six meetings between us, we've not beaten you at the Molyneux since 2006.
0: Oh, God, don't say stuff like that.
3: (laughs) So, that's some record. Um, I mean, you've only won once yourself, so there's been a lot of draws in there. And I think... uh, game, I think it's going to be quite tight. There is I really one do think it's going the be one tight. thing
0: that McCarthy's really good at is when a game is tight, getting out onto the um onto the technical area and just coaching his players through and just you know yeah. this, this rear guard kind of yeah, kind of yeah. action. It's just it's just a bit scary sometimes. Like even Reading, who a possession team, we, it was terrifying. So I mean, we kept a clean sheet, God knows how, on Saturday, but sometimes you think that they're they're definitely gonna score in the next five minutes, you know. We can't yeah, can't yeah. sit back and absorb this for I mean, although there's been a few it's the same against Brentford actually. Brentford played in front of us the whole game. We beat him two 0 Same with same with Reading. Forrest had seventy possession and <laughs> we won four two, you know, so <laughs> who knows? But um I think what most Ipswich <laughs> fans will be thinking is as long as they beat QPR on Boxing Day, you've got You've then got nine points for the for the month. Um, it just might be, might be a laugh to I, have a yeah, have a go. You know,
3: if you can get one win out the next two as well, that's going to keep you in touching distance in the playoffs, isn't it? Yeah,
0: Which, and it's, again, there's not, another home game after time. that as well, Luke. As well,
3: yeah, and you know, if you're there or thereabouts in the new year, considering you finished sixteenth last season, you've got to be looking at that as a positive absolutely. as an Ipswich fan,
0: absolutely. Um, um, Let's talk some Mick McCarthy quickly um, cuz obviously he's split the he split the Ipswich fans he's in he's in his fifth year and the final year of this contract um a lot of people say that he's you know uh, can't stand him frankly he has little <laughs> digs and you know he's he's very kind of stubborn and grumpy and yeah. sometimes you watch games like the derby game and the Brentford game where there's no way he should be winning that and Ipswich basically win because they have a better manager in the dugout than the other team does, you know. And yeah, you sometimes yeah. think, "Oh Mick, you're actually really good." What's What's your view as a Wolves fan, given how good you were in two thousand and eight,
3: two thousand and nine, as well? I believe. Now, many Wolves fans disagree with me when I say this, but the day we got promoted, we played Doncaster last game of the season. Um, so you know, we did our lap of the pitch and whatnot. The day after that. Mick McCarthy should have been sacked <laughs> because again, football is about levels.
0: Like QPR with Ma- Warnock, it's like right, you got us out <laughs> now, piss off. go on.
3: <laughs> But that's what I would have done because Mick McCarthy is not a Premier League manager. He's a bottom four Premier League manager. You know, he's never going to go and take a team into the Premier League and finish eleventh or fourteenth, is it? Well, I so that's what I would have done. I would have sacked him the day after because I just don't think he was good enough to push us on to that next level. And then, you know, we we had that surviving last day, Blackburn at home. He should have gone then as well. If you're not going to sack him after Doncaster, first season in the Prem, right, we did okay. Second season, appalling. And he should have gone. I was never a McCarthy fan. You know, he's a dinosaur. He's a footballing dinosaur. So... The day we sacked him was one of the happiest days of my life.
0: Wow. There's going to be a lot of people nodding along, um, listening.
3: I just don't... Where, where, where does where do you go with Mick McCarthy as a manager, though? You know, where does Mick McCarthy take Ipswich? Does he keep you... All right, you might have one season where you finish seventh, but then the next two seasons you finish 12th and 14th. I just don't see where a manager like Mick McCarthy takes a club like Ipswich, because you know, all right, you spend 16 years in the Championship, but it's not like Ipswich are a small club. I remember it it's been in Europe in, when was it, about 2002, maybe? Yeah,
0: for, for two years, 2001.
3: or 90, yeah. yeah. So, it's you know, it's, it's not like you're a small club. Um, you, you you could easily be a Premier League club. If Norwich was in the Premier League for X amount of years, then, then why can't Ipswich be? Bournemouth and Swansea can have, three, four, however many years in the Premier League, then why can't a club like Ipswich? Mm. But with a manager like Mick McCarthy, again, don't want to come across disrespectful, that's not gonna happen.
0: Interesting, very interesting. I think um I think this style of ownership would would colour your opinion. I think given that he's the owner doesn't want to spend any money. And then all of a sudden in 2014, 15, McCarthy gets you in the playoffs, having spent no money. The owner's probably mm. like, this guy's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping him forever. I don't have to spend anything. And the stadium's <laughs> yeah. got people. But unfortunately um, now, after that, um, you know, Ming's got sold to Bournemouth and um, then Murphy got sold the next season. And then it's dropped off for two seasons, seventh and then 16th. And now all of a sudden it was thirteen thousand, high thirteen thousands was the attendance set at, yeah. against Reading and the season tickets are down and I think people are a little bit oh it's you know, sixteen years in the championship, five years of the same manager. Like you said, where where's it going? But
3: Yeah, and, and sometimes you need you just need the place freshening up a little bit, don't you? Know? It's like um one thing that you touched on earlier in our conversation, although Nuno has been fantastic, a lot of credit has to go to his backroom staff because We'd obviously transitioned through different managers since McCarthy had gone, but the backroom staff had remained the same. So the mentality of the club remained the same as well. But now we've got rid of all the cosy club from the backroom staff and got all of Nuno's guys in. Bang! You can see that the whole mentality of the club has changed as well. So sometimes I know people. I say, "Oh, be careful what you wish for." Oh, I, I hate that. Hate. That's I
0: oh, God, I I'm, hate Luke, Luke, I'm totally. With a passion. I'm totally with you on that. That's basically like saying. If you change something, it might go wrong. It's like that's yeah. just not an intelligent enough um, <laughs> hypothesis. Isn't the, it? Yeah,
3: it's just the easiest thing to say. Like for a match of the day pundit, isn't it? Yeah. Because if the if a manager is, or a club's going to sack the manager, and they say, "Be careful what you wish for," and it goes wrong, then they can say, "Yeah, I was right." Mm. Or if it goes right for the club who've sacked the manager, then they can just pretend they never said it in the first place. <laughs> right. so, but it's, it's, it's and. Uh, Oh, Mick McCarthy's a nice guy, there's no denying that. But for me, where does he take a club? Is McCarthy's like your safe bet. Alright, let's have him you know, if say if you escape relegation by a point, let's get Mick McCarthy and let's finish my table. Season after we'll you know, we might finish my table again, but then bang, he's gone and we get some fresh blood in. It might be a bit ruthless, but that's the way I see it. I was never really a fan. Um, and I, <laughs> that's
0: just yeah no no it's, I'm, I'm, I'm fa- from no,
3: an Ipric fa- point of view McCarthy out <laughs> I'd <laughs> be in the McCarthy out I yeah, would be McCarthy out if I was an Olympic
0: fan it's difficult being a being a podcaster because you end up you end up kind of not having an opinion sometimes you end up s- yeah. spending so often listening to other people's and then reporting what other people are saying that um you uh-huh. kind of don't put yourself in in either camp. The one thing I do know is the only way we'll find out how good he is, is if he leaves. Because if he leaves, yeah. and for example, this is like the doomsday scenario for some Ipswich fans. He leaves and it turns out he was doing a great job. The bottom falls out of it. We're in the bottom six. And then he goes to another man, another club in the championship and does gets given some money and does well. Yeah, I don't know. Imagine yeah. he ends up at Derby or something and yeah. all of a sudden he's doing well. But there is... Well, do,
3: you know where, do you know where he could end up, actually, with a bit of money? Of Barnsley.
0: Oh, but, oh, God. Yeah. I hadn't thought Barnsley of that. Barnsley boy. Yeah, Barnsley. Barnsley. And they've just boy. been taken over, haven't yeah. they?
3: Yeah. That wow. could be... I mean, you might not have to sack him. You might do one anyway. <laughs>
0: Hey, i You know what? I'm. i I'm, I'm quite keen on him, actually, Luke. I. I, yeah. I. I kind of think, given the given the ownership, I don't really know um, what more anybody would do. It's the, it just depends whether you get someone who comes in and, you know, all of a sudden, you, for example, they're playing three four three and they're really passing the ball and they just change the whole philosophy of it. But yeah, you know, yeah. I don't. I, mean, I don't know.
3: Ben, I'll be honest with you. This championship larky it's easy. All you've got to do is get yourself a Chinese conglomerate <laughs> to buy you. Get yourself a Portuguese manager with a hipster beard and a super agent.
0: And a very good central midfielder okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a piece of cake, mate. Two point three points mean. per game. Away you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, let's 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 wrap this up before I get too depressed. Um, your favourite Wolves player since you've been watching since that first Grimsby game in in nineteen ninety
3: six. Oh, I mean Steve Ball's too easy to say. I mean it's obviously Steve Ball, but bit left field. I loved, and I mean loved. Sylvain Ebanks-Blake. <laughs> That's a classic
0: McCarthy. Oh, it's the, the most the, Mick the, McCarthy the, player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he, even came, he even came here when he was done, actually.
3: Yeah, he did. did he? You had quite a few from us, didn't you? When uh, McCarthy first went... But we had all, all, of
0: all of them. All of them. Stearman, Hunt, Ebanks-Blake. Wow. How's <laughs> hey, I like all
3: for
0: getting on? Um, he's, he's an interesting... He's an interesting guy. I think he's obviously coasted a lot of his life on being this incredible kind of looking athlete who's got a really rangy stride and he's very tall. Yeah. When when he first came in, I was really kind of keen on him. Um you kind of think, oh, if you can teach this guy concentration and positioning, you know, he's got all the kind of physical stuff. Um he's he's not in the team anymore, so that probably says a fair amount. Um, Yeah. And he's, you always worry about these physically amazing players who don't end up being centre-halves because they can't really be trusted, end up being full-backs. Um, I don't know. There's definitely a, definitely a player and it's the sort of thing that if Wolves offered him to McCarthy on a free, McCarthy would go, yeah, I'll take him and I'll, you know, I'll prove to the world I'll turn him into a player. But, um, put it this way, Jordan Spence is ahead of him uh, at right back and, Spencer's a smart guy, but he was a free transfer from Milton Keynes, you know. So, um, I, I don't know. I think I think he's I think he's a Championship player, don't you?
3: Yeah, I, would, I, I like I offer. I did like him when when we had him. Um, I would have liked to have give, seen him given a chance, but yeah, he'll do a job for you in the Championship. He will.
0: I, th- I think there's 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 something, there's something there, but it it kind of needs. He actually scored against. Um, Scored against Forest. He had a really horrible game against Villa the week before against Albert mm. Adoma. You know, he, he made.
3: He's a good player. I do like Adoma's good
0: player. Yeah, and both times Villa scored. Adoma scored both, and Iorfa basically messed up in between. And it's kind of you know you get players who I know like Luke Chambers is not exactly the most rock and roll footballer, but he's he'll do that once a season, mess up for a goal. Yeah. Whereas Iorfa yeah. did it twice in a game, but um. Yeah so oh no, Sylvan Ebanks. now
3: Fabian Wilness.
0: Oh well done Luke well done Fabian Wilnes. what a bloody what a, um, player. What, a, what, a player. what a guy he was as well. Um can we just quickly do some Steve Ball because just from the outside this is an impossibility okay This is so uh-huh. if you have a player that good they go to a bigger club No player can stay at a club and score 25300 goals it's just the biggest anomaly ever isn't it because you think anyone who's that good's going to end up they've played for you for 3 years or whatever score a whole ton of goals and um obviously he's your your greatest player ever that might that might change in the next few Well, no, probably not <laughs> yeah, change yeah. but um I, I it just seems to be an what's the word where where something's kind of an it's like a contradiction in terms isn't it
3: I don't, I don't know what you tried to say. So
0: how, how, can, how can you have a player that good and him actually stay at the club? For a player to be that good, they, they surely they go, don't they? They don't stay and score yeah. three. It I've, doesn't happen that someone stays at a club and scores 300 goals unless it's Wayne Rooney at Man United and they have no yeah, reason ever. I, Do you know what I mean?
3: I think it was a different era. I think, you know, if we, if we had Steve Ball now, then we, we would have had him for two years. And then
0: He'd gone to West Brom for 10 million or something, yeah?
3: Yeah, he would have gone to West Brom and then he would have gone to Everton and then
0: Southampton.
3: Ipswich and then Southampton <laughs> and just become a complete journeyman. Um, so I think we were quite lucky that, that there was a, a bit more loyalty in football in the 80s and the 90s. And what I, there is now.
0: I did just look um, before we came on because I, I I love Steve Ball. Do you know what? My first ever football match was Wolves, Ipswich and Wolves in 1989. And the local radio actually advertised it as there's a bull, there's a bull on the loose. And you, they're actually <laughs> advertising the game. Come and see Steve Ball play. And I looked up. He scored 102 goals in two seasons.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's really well. That's absurd. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, it's got like two fifty-plus seasons, and people may say, "Oh, yeah, but look at what level he was at." But who would do that in League Two and League One? There, so. it's just unheard of. It's absolutely unheard of, and that's why he's a legend, and he'll go down in Wolves' history for the, you know, no one will ever break his record for no, goals.
0: That's what I mean. It's impossible for a, yeah. for a a non-top club to have a...
3: Unless, unless we become like dead, dead good, sign like the next Ronaldo or Messi, which no one's heard of yet, and he just wins multiple Champions League at (laughs) Wolves over a 15-year period.
0: How things have changed. Um, Right. Can you can you plug the um the the Wolves fancast if if um I know you're not doing a show uh now between now and Christmas but I guess you'll talk a bit about the Ipswich game after the after the Boxing Day game
3: Yeah well so if you want to get on Twitter get on Facebook and search for Wolves fancast we do a podcast where we talk about football we talk about we talk about a lot of rubbish to be fair as well but we Released a podcast last night and we do actually talk about Ipswich on there. We'll have another podcast just after Christmas and we will probably talk about Ipswich on there as well. So, if you're an Ipswich fan, have a listen.
0: And there's a very handsome and powerful Ipswich podcaster actually featured on your current podcast, isn't there?
3: Yes, yes. They're a, a, a dashing young man <laughs> actually features on our podcast this week.
0: And Do you know how many points <laughs> I got? No. You know how many points I got in your Christmas quiz? Go on. I, I gave up. Hey, it's way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's bloody impossible. <laughs> I, lo- I was queuing in Primark today, buying Christmas shopping, and the first question was something about the Mighty Ducks. And Ma- And I thought, oh, great, I'll have a go. Fifty-fifty 50-50 chance on these. I got the first yeah. three wrong, and I was just like, no, I can't. I can't do... Do, you, do. you know the one I was best at? Because I'd followed you on Twitter a couple of days before. The last question was how many Twitter followers. I, I was yeah. way closer because I'd followed like a couple of days earlier. But but there well, you go.
3: Stefan Everson oh. is currently playing his trade at <laughs> Swedish third division side. Alf Kiss IK.
0: Come on. I know. I know. I heard this a matter of three hours ago. (laughs) Um, Right, Luke, thank you so much for coming on. I think the next game's only about six weeks away, isn't it? I think we play you at the end of January or the start of February or something.
3: Oh, I I did did not know that.
0: Well, what what I was going to say is can we get you back on for the return game? Although you'll probably just have another 12 points and. Hey. We, You might have signed someone incredible. Ipswich might have spent like half a million in the transfer window by then. Could be really. Yeah. Could be really. <laughs> we might have signed Dominic Iortha for 350,000 or something. It'd be. It could be amazing scenes. But can we get you on for the return game, Luke?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that could be a good podcast right at the end of January. Right? I mean. You may want to get feedback from your listeners first because they might say, who was that guy from Wolverhampton? I could not understand a word. He was they'll, saying.
0: they'll love you no, because no. You, you completely dug McCarthy out for about five minutes. so they'll, <laughs> probably love it. But Luke, thank you so much for, for um, coming on. If you've got to the end of this podcast, you're probably a subscriber. So we thank you for subscribing. If you've done so on the Apple podcast platform, please give us a five-star review and a nice comment. Um, we recommend the Acast app as well. You can check out my YouTube videos. There will be one going up after the Wolves game, immediately after a YouTube video. Um, Just type Benjamin Bloom into YouTube. You'll find that. Give me a subscribe and a follow. And to support the podcast, you can buy a t-shirt if you just check our Twitter bio at Blue Monday ITFC. This will be the last podcast before Christmas because we could put one out after the Wolves game, but then that would be on Christmas Eve and no one will listen to it. And then we'll play QPR and it wouldn't have been worth it. So we'll see you after then. Um, Luke, c- can you wish all the Ipswich fans a, a, a happy Christmas, please?
3: Yeah, have all the way from Wolverhampton, have a <laughs> merry Christmas and a happy new year. And I hope Santa brings you a sacking for Mick McCarthy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's awful.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amazing team. Thank you so much, Luke.
3: No, not a problem. Thanks for having me on. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Thanks.
0: Right.